Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've got a story here sent to me by everybody. Everybody. If you didn't send it, I'd be shocked. But from KHOU out of Texas, this Texas town has about 250 people. It has 50 sworn police officers. And now the story has a good ending. Something big happened last night. And it's a great example of one where I had this story. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to do that story. I'm going to do that story. And all of a sudden, boom, something big happened. I'm like, boy, I'm glad I didn't do the story yet. <laughs> so first of all, let's start here. KHOU11 investigates discovered also that more than half of the police in the Coffee City Police Department had been suspended, demoted, or fired from their previous jobs. So you know a lot of jobs, you go, well, gee, uh, how will this look on my resume? Apparently, being a police officer, no one really cares what you did at your old job. So they say at KHOU that there's not much to Coffee City, Texas. And I, I'm just telling you that's what they say. I, 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 you know, I've never been there. It could be a beautiful place. They got a couple of liquor stores, a couple of dollar stores, of course, a pizza joint and a motel. But this town is three hours north of Houston. It's got a reputation among people who drive through it that it has a lot of police officers, a lot of police officers. The city limit sign on the side of State Highway reads population 249. So not quite 250. And yet they've got 50, 50 full-time and reserve officers in the department, which is five times the number of cops than any town its size, according to the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement Records. One man asked, said, you know, it's such a small town, why do we need so many? Now, their budget shows the town collected more than a million dollars in court fines last year. Now, (laughs) does that relate to the previous sentence? Yes, it does. That came from more than 5,000 citations those officers wrote, the most in the state for a town its size. So there's only 250 people in town. They wrote 5,100 citations. And I'm willing to bet you that the bulk of those were written for people passing through, as they say. Now, there's more to the story than simply a small town and a lot of cops writing a bunch of tickets. Uh, They've also become a magnet for troubled cops. More than half the department's 50 officers have been suspended, demoted, terminated, or dishonorably discharged from their previous law enforcement jobs. That's according to personnel files obtained through open records requests to other law enforcement agencies. Those prior disciplinary actions range from excessive force, public drunkenness, untruthfulness, and association with known criminals. Now, you might say, Steve... (laughs) Cops associate with criminals all day long. That's what they do. They, they arrest them. They book them. They, they take them into the, into the station. Well, I think they're referring to like uh, outside of the job, right? An officer, for instance, was terminated for posting a Facebook message to a citizen saying, you should kill yourself, do the world a favor. Uh, another officer was suspended for smashing a window and entering his girlfriend's home without consent. Um, and a deputy constable was suspended after a burglary victim's laptop computer was found in his home. How, how it got there? <laughs> it, it followed him home. Looking at the disciplinary records, I was astounded to think they'd been hired by another agency, says a man who lectures at Sam Houston State University College of Criminal Justice. He is a retired Houston Police Department captain. His 34 years of service at HPD included stints as an internal affairs supervisor and division commander for the training division. 
I've never seen anything like that in my professional career, and I've seen a lot, he said. Records also show at least a dozen officers there who found themselves on the wrong side of the law. Their criminal charges include official oppression, family violence, theft, DWI, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, harassment, and endangering a child. If you knowingly are hiring an officer that has a very troubled past and history and has no business to be wearing a uniform, it's a very, very precarious slope that that city is engaging in by hiring, says the professor. The man who hired nearly all of these cops with tainted work histories uh, is a 17-year law enforcement veteran who has mostly held jobs at Harris County agencies before becoming Coffee City's police chief in April of 21. When asked why he would hire so many people with red flags, he, uh, he said, well, there's more to just what's on paper. And that's where I rely on my captain and my background investigators to go in and dig and say, hey, what's that? What's the truth behind this? <laughs> he said in some cases the criminal charges officers faced were dismissed or expunged. And the dishonorable discharges overturned after officers appealed them through the State Office of Administrative Hearings. He claimed that most of the applicants he's hired got on the wrong side of agency politics. So it's all just politics. That's, that's, that's most of, most of the officers. If you go back and look at the totality of the officers' stuff, I would say 75%, if not more, they're being retaliated against from their agency. I try to look at the good in everybody, and I believe everybody deserves an opportunity. And by the way, I salute him for saying that. I, I agree that there are times when you try to look at the good and believe everybody deserves an opportunity, but you also got to be careful because someone who's got a track record will often continue down the same track they've been coming on. So the opportunity to wear a badge allows officers to make extra money. In the state of Texas, a commissioned reserve officer may work off-duty performing traffic control duties, commonly known as road jobs. Of the 50 sworn officers in the Coffee City Police Department, 38 are reserves according to state records. Uh, the chief, meanwhile, says, let's not hide it from anybody. They're making probably about eighty dollars to $100,000 a year doing that. When pressed, the chief denied taking a cut or percentage of his officer's extra job wages. He said outside of his salary as chief, the only law enforcement money he makes is from working extra jobs himself. Spokesperson of the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement confirms the agency has an open investigation into the Coffee City Police Department, but would not say if it concerns hiring practices or any other issues. So that's where that story ended. But the very next story headline, in wake of KHOU 11 investigates reports, Coffee City fires police chief and deactivates the police department. <laughs> so we've talked before about how everything seems to be shifting over to the internet. Okay, many people get everything they know from the internet. Okay, you want to look something up, internet. See the news, internet. And so there are internet news sources, but a lot of uh, the old traditional legacy news sources are still out there. And so you can still get your news off the radio or the television, okay? And so some people do fear uh, that the old school media will be going away. And so the question is, how many people still watch TV or listen to the radio or read the newspaper? I'm talking about the actual physical newspaper. And you wonder, how relevant some of these outlets are. Well, here's how relevant KHOU 11 is. Their story, a multi-part investigation, just ended with the police chief being fired and the entire police department being deactivated in a small town. And so it's 
always interesting to see something happen where you look at it and go, yes, they just did a story on this, and it caused that to happen. And so Coffee City leaders voted unanimously, unanimously, to fire the chief of police and to deactivate the entire department until a new chief could be hired. City council members voted yesterday to fire the chief and to deactivate the entire department until a new chief can be hired. And this appears to be after a series of reports done by KHOU 11 investigative reporter Jeremy Rogalski led to a deeper look into the department and the chief himself. So uh, I'm going to stop there, but I'm going to tell you right now that we've talked before about the concept of policing for profit. That is, police officers have a job to do. And you might say, oh, their job is to fight crime, to serve and to protect, whatever's written on the side of their car. That's, that's their job, right? But we also know that part of their job is, oh, I don't know, writing tickets. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to go, oh, tickets generate revenue. Who gets the revenue? And if you ever paid a ticket, you know that, especially if you go to court and hear a judge explain it, some of it goes here, some of it goes there, it goes to this fund, that fund. Some of it goes to the state, but some of it gets returned to the agency that wrote the ticket. And so there are towns out there across America, we've talked before about the one in Alabama, that write lots and lots and lots and lots of tickets as a source of revenue. Like that is actually one of the revenue streams they count on to run the city or the town or the village or whatever it might be. And so what's the solution to this? There's a couple things. And one of the most obvious ones is you don't let the towns keep so much money that it actually becomes an incentive for them to write more tickets. And we've all heard the stories, and every time I do a story like this, someone will weigh in from where they live and mention a town I've never heard of in a state I've never been to and say, but this one is a speed trip. Everyone knows that, okay? And I can, I mean, I've gotten a couple tickets in my life, and one or two of them were in speed traps in weird little towns out in the middle of nowhere. So you're going through a small town. As you leave town, the road winds around and the speed limit's about to go up. And as you go around that curve, there's a cop sitting right there with a radar gun because he knows that most people are going to accelerate as they leave town. And they'll accelerate before they get the new speed limit sign. And he'll write you up for speeding before you hit the sign. And he'll sit there and write those tickets all day long, and it's part of the revenue of the town. And so if he doesn't write enough tickets, his boss cracks down on him. The department doesn't run enough tickets. The city council cracks down on all of them. And so here you have a situation where there's apparently a town of 249 people, give or take. And they had 50 cops. 50. 50. (laughs) Talk about being over-policed. But of course, they're not there to police the 250 people in town. They're policing the people who pass through the town. And so what's happening is you're being fined for passing through the town. uh, And they're going to be very, very vigilant as to exactly how fast you're driving or any other infractions that they might perceive that you've committed as you pass through. So I am a a strong believer that there needs to be reform uh, across the country in states that let the police departments keep so much of the proceeds of tickets that it incentivizes them to write them like crazy and hire extra cops just for the purposes of writing the tickets. Now, I know some people are going to say, Steve, simply because I'll always get the other side. Steve, if there's a speed limit sign that says speed limit 35, if you do 36 before you reach that sign, 
you're speeding and you deserve a ticket. Well, we talked also before about how police officers can have discretion and can exercise the discretion. And so a police officer pulls you over for doing one over or two over, says, did you realize you were speeding? I got you doing 37 in a 35. Okay, well, let's assume you didn't catch that or perhaps uh, you were getting ready to accelerate. And you, a couple, police officer could just go, you know something, how's your driving record? Oh, your driving record's good? Tell you what, slow down, have a nice night. But if they're being incentivized to write tickets, they go, no, you're speeding, you get a ticket. And I think that most people would go, you know, that's where the police officer should exercise some discretion. Probably not pull you over at all, unless he's bored. Uh, <laughs> not saying they should pull you over if they are bored. I just think they do sometimes. But they shouldn't allow the cities and towns to keep that much of the money that it incentivizes them to do this. And I think that the people who are in charge of this in Lansing or in whatever the capital is of your state should take a look and go, let's compare how much money is being raised by different police departments. Are there any that are out of whack? Wait, there's a little town with 250 people. It's got 50 cops writing how many tickets? <laughs> oh, there might be a problem there. But the good news, like I said, is after shining a spotlight on it, KHOU11 and their reports appear to have shaken the situation up just enough to where somebody said, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. So the police chief has been fired and the police department has been deactivated. And I'm assuming that in a situation like this, Coffee City can ask either the county or the state to step up its patrols in their area until they get this resolved. Uh, I know there were a couple of cities in Michigan years ago that got in financial trouble and, and ran out of money to pay the police. And so they simply appealed to the Michigan State Police who came in and patrolled. Uh, for a little while and and handled that. So it's not like the city won't have police coverage. They will, but it simply won't be these 50 sworn officers they had. So it's a crazy story. And I have to salute KHOU11 for digging into this because anytime you see an investigative report that causes change and it appears to be a positive change, you got to go, good for you, good for you. There's hope yet for the legacy media. This uh, Texas town has about 250 people and had 50 sworn police officers up until yesterday. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law, diet day number one. I removed all the fattening food from my house. It was delicious.